Hey, bro, don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. We heard a whole lot of lip service, but hey, anybody can do that. But between them lines, we're coming to camp. You best not miss. Even the score now. We need a score now. Back on that wall, when you hear that call, you know it's going down. We play from beginning to end, and you know how we finish. Turn to the bank, gotta handle our business. We need the ball, so it's time to go get it. Play with your heart when you hit, make like it feel you know I'm with. You come to the bank and get out of line, we sending a blitz. Say, who you with? You know I'm with. That purple and black, and when we attack, you know what it is. Mm. You're not locked in this Count zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Zone 32 episode. This is a special episode. What's this? What? Episode 100? Damn, Damn right. On episode 100. We made Celebration. It. Yeah. Too bad we can't celebrate as champs. But anyway, um, yeah, we got we got a special guest. We got a couple special guests in the house today. We got my guy Yuri. We got mm-hmm. Brandon. BT Myers on Twitter. BT Myers on Twitter. Might have a few, a, few, a few guys drop in along the way too. Yeah, you never we know. got yeah, we got a couple more guests coming through later. You know, you'll hear him later. We got my man Grant, Drew. I think I said Drew already. Fuck I'm so important. You're gonna say me twice anyway, so that's fine. Fuck him. Y'all. Hello, Grant. Are you Grant? Are you speaking English? I don't know what the hell you just said, but. uh Grant. Grant. He's got him oh. muted. Guy. <laughs> Episode 100 and Grant still so, can't figure out his so, audio. Such an infrequent uh, contributor to the podcast. I doesn't remember how to actually. People people forget the Grant. Hey, I'm trying Grant. to fix my shit. People forget the Grant <laughs> era where he didn't know how to plug his computer in. So it would can die you hear me better, stupid? Time. Your shirt's ugly. Can you hear me better? <laughs> Your fucking white t-shirt talking about, you know, style over here. Actually, it's a long john. It's got all the way. It's the t-shirt's cut off right above the elbow. Oh, okay, I couldn't see your arms because, you know, your like, arms are down and you're, yeah, you don't see from the shoulders up. And if you want people to see your arms, you should, you know, maybe put your hands over your head like this and then I could have seen them. But, yeah. Drew's, we're, we're Drew's, shirt, Drew's shirt looks like something that, like, fucking Tyree Kill would wear. Oh yeah. shit! I, I don't, I don't beat women and children like Ty, Terry Kill, but you know. um, no, that's or, that or, like something Marlon Humphrey away. He's hey, look, you looking know. like Elton Don. I mean, these are all Elton rich Don. and famous people that you're comparing me to, so I appreciate the uh, appreciate the compliments. All right, but, um, Montana. Yeah, there you go. That was more what I was going for, but um, I'm glad somebody glad somebody caught on to it. Yeah, episode 100. Uh, nobody here has actually been on all 100 episodes is the uh, best part of it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't join until the 20s at some point. Um, Grant's missed probably 43 episodes for various reasons, like, you know, uh, getting lost, forgetting to uh, plug in his laptop, uh, you know, trying out at Rams training camp, falling asleep. Um, I don't remember when Will joined, but it was after me. And then, yeah, we had I think year, I think so. it was episode 33, I think. I forgot when I joined, but I know I kept my streak going until that day. Um, yeah. I mean, I still came on, though. But, yeah, yeah, you made it on, unlike, you know, some other people. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, been 100 episodes. I'm sure we'll get canceled before we hit 200 episodes, but, you know, 
Not a chance. We got this. So uh, I think good. actually the guy who has contributed to the most episodes is Max. He hasn't been yeah. a, a, out, a vocal contributor to to every episode, but he's only missed, as far as I'm aware, this will be the third one, as far as I know. Because I'm gonna, I'm, I did, I edited last week. I edited one earlier, like this season, and I'll do this one. But other than that, I think he's done every single one. So, well, and there's even there's even episodes that Max has listened to and edited and then held back from the air. Uh, that was before you came. Yeah. Um, so he's done I it. Off the, I went off the rails a couple times. It was not. I a, wonder not a super... why. <laughs> he's done you at least. Why. He's done at least ninety-seven episodes. So yeah. Max Max is the longest tenured. Uh, contributor to this this just, just for just to speak on the unaired episodes grant left jake and i alone so you can only imagine what was fucking talked about on those episodes it was uh hey. yeah yeah it was it was not not suitable for anybody it's, to it's, listen to so it, it, it could be anything yeah um number of different things i couldn't even tell you where half of them went they were just rambling probably entertaining but not not suitable for our podcast feed yeah, um, saying, saying something. Yeah. Well, we, we, we get hey, we got Yuri on a tight clock here. Why don't we start talking yeah, about Ravens? We, some got, Raven we stuff? got Yuri Yuri of Ravens Way <laughs> on, on a tight clock here. Um definitely make sure to go subscribe, follow his podcast. He specifically uh, I, asked us. I have I have not, one rule. I have one rule. We cannot talk about Drake May while he's on the the podcast. That's him not the Grant, I, Grant I, how you feel about that rule, Grant? I don't feel. I don't feel. I don't feel. Can I get the, a I, There's no relevance to the Ravens. No relevance Grant, to the Ravens. Carolina. Yes. Yuri, does it upset? Does it upset you that he's not good, and like he's Mitch Trubisky 2.0 or? You're Sam breaking Hall. my rule. I just set a rule, and you're breaking it already. Was, yeah, yeah, that's I'm fine. Kind of I don't follow your rules. What are we doing? What are we doing, Drew? Well, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. That he's, you know, like inconsistent. I don't want to break the rule. I don't want to break Mitch. Break man, that fucking we break role. The He's rules, the J.J. Man, McCarthy man. guy. Break that role. Shatter that role. J.J. McCarthy Na- sucks. Drake Mays Na- the national, national championship uh, winning quarterback. J. Drake McCarthy. Dilfer has a Super Bowl. Drake <laughs> May has nothing, so I don't know. Just What, what was the name? I can't even, rem- I can't I even remember this. his name. But didn't he did- Drake May is worse than Kyle Who is the Georgia? Who's the Georgia quarterback who just won two national championships in a row? What was that guy's name? Stetson Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. Who remember? I can't remember his name. He won two national championships in a row. He's like a top three insurance. He's like a top three insurance. Yeah, and then he didn't he like end up like he was like naked and drunk at a bar in Texas or something like that and got arrested. He was pissing in an alley. He's pissing in an alley. Yeah, he pulled like a riot. They pulled a Ryan Rosillo and was like pissing in somebody's, you know, alleyway in their apartment. And yeah, yeah pissing whole... next to a yeah, pissing next to an apartment. Yeah, um, whole, whole thing. I'm pretty sure he's like nothing. Q- nothing wrong with that. QB. No, yeah, there's yeah. I, I piss Normal. outside all the time. I piss outside all the time. But it, uh, it's like frowned upon if you, you know, if there's children around and you're like peeing. In it front was of like children, two o'clock like, in the morning. That. If any I, I know, child saw like, that, then that's no, that's on the parents. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just covering. I'm just covering our bases here. We don't, we don't condone peeing in front of little kids. So. No, no, no. Like I piss in the woods behind my house. Why did we all of a sudden go to R. Kelly? Uh, again, we got some interesting people that listen to every word that we say. That I just wanted to make it very clear of you know our, our thoughts, and, thoughts and feelings towards. That. I choose places to piss outdoors that are are private. They should be anyway. If, if anybody's can see me that then they're weird not me yuri's on a time crunch will 
I want, I want Yuri's. I want you, Yuri's. This, this is your guys' episode. Do what you want. Yuri, Yuri, I want your updated seven round mock for the Ravens of, of your uh, wish list of guys. Actually, yeah. I got a question for Yuri. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, if right now it's late at night, it's dark. If you were to show up in Owings Mills with a backpack full of notes, uh, what would the notes say if you were to distribute them around uh, the castle? Um, let's say I had three notes. Note number one is going to say, um, don't take a defensive player at 30. Okay. Um, it's a little wordier than your last Hold on, but what about, what about, hold on, hold on. You and I, you and I had a defensive player that we were talking about earlier on the timeline. What about, what if he's there at 30? Depends on what offensive players are there. It's such an offensive lineman and wide receiver draft. I just. The, the crop's too good of those players just like kind of go zigzag and yeah. take a defensive player. It's just my opinion. But note number two. Uh, note number two. Run the ball in the playoffs. Um, no. Note number two would uh, would be at Eric Picasso's desk. Um, and it would say, let's see how we can sell the next door neighbor's house. Um and then, Would you maybe like put some contact information of a real estate agent? Maybe just like you know staple it to a piece of paper and leave it. Make it official. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more of a suggestion than like you know just you're, it's more subtle. Yeah. 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 All right. And then and then note number three. Note number three would just be Chad Steele sucks, and that's it. <laughs> I, that's, I don't like that's... him. I really don't like him. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. But I do not like him. So. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize like Chad Steele was such like a widely known and disliked person until I'm just like say no a comment kid. on that. <laughs> Yo, Chad Steele is like the fucking uh, like the Gestapo. Like he's he 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 gets shit done. He's good at his yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's also a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, is his anybody... job, though. That is that is his job description. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who yells at people for tweeting during practices is probably like, a, you know, well, know, maybe. But it's not just that. that. It's, but it's like, if it was like, I don't know, if it was like, if Cassie had to do that, it wouldn't be effective. He's like a big dude. Like when he, if he comes over and yells at you, it's kind of like, oh shit. All right, well, I guess I kind of got to do it because like yep. he might beat the shit out of you. There all is right, kind of like, like you just, the if you threat just of no, Like if you just say no to him, what's gonna happen? Then he'll probably take you behind the building and beat the fuck out of you. They're going to kick your ass. They're going to kick your ass out the castle because that's what they yeah, told me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, but I just, I don't know. I would, if if Chad Steele punches you, I feel like you get a lot out of that. Like you He won't do it, or... he, but he won't do it. He's like the mafia, man. He won't do it where like where people can see it. Uh, now, now I'm I'm like tempted now. Everybody <laughs> keeps being afraid of this guy, so I don't know. I'm going Will on this because Chad Steele literally is the mafia in Owings Mills. He is. He's uh, really like good. He's just, really, really good at his job. I just my my personality is that if everybody says you can't do something and this is going to happen, I want to go see if they're right or wrong. So I don't know. Chad, watch out. It might be there next year. He he's one of those people. Is like a lot of practice rules. Yeah, like listen, there's you know most people when I hear. Don't mess with this person. My 
my instinct is to like see how far I can push it. But yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Everybody that steals one of those people. I'm steal. like, mm, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not about that. With I'm not about the. Well, I mean, I get a Chad good Steel. story. Too. Like like let's say Chad Steele fucking like sucker punched me in the side of the head. That's a pretty good story. Yeah, I don't think that would happen though. I think Chad Chad Steele does the the dirty work in the shadows. Yeah, but I mean, still be the one punching me inside of the head. So another funny story was getting everyone to believe well that he spent seventy three thousand dollars on a ticket. That wasn't yeah. hard. That was just a joke that like it all it took was just it went no way one, too far. Nobody who I, I intended the joke for believed that it was true. It's just that as soon as it made it outside the, the bubble of who the joke was intended for, idiots believed that it was true. And then as soon as the idiots started, you know, spreading it beyond, then it was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna run with this one. It was like the Hollywood Brown retirement. Yeah, moment. exactly. Right. As right. soon as it makes Plus, it outside your intended audience, then I, I posted that with clear still accounting for it. Yeah. I, I posted that with clear intentions to make fun of people tweeting eyeball emojis. And then like some dipshit with 500,000 followers picked it up and I was like, Oh, it's like, well, this is done. Nobody's yeah. nobody's going to understand the, uh, the yeah, joke. As soon as British tabloids started writing stories about me, then I was like, well, I'm just going to yeah. take, I even like, take openly, this where it takes me. I even like openly mock that guy and people after that still put you on the news. So, um, yeah. yeah. Local news reporters called me and like even vetted the story. Yeah. And not, not much vetting. No. Hey, they what'd call, you say, your, what'd you say your last name was? I, I didn't say my last name. We don't use last yeah. names around here, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's this Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we we got we got whole... sidetracked from Yuri's uh, seven, seven round mock here, though. Yeah, I'm waiting on that as well. Okay. Um... This is the February 28th version because I'm sure by draft day we'll have at least. So at well, what sure point I, are we going to get the end of the weekend? We'll have uh, different picks. At what point um, are we going to get a mock draft that you then put into Madden and simulate a season? That's when we know it's getting serious. You want another one of those? You know the. Yeah, the we need at least one more. The problem is last year they didn't take AT Perry, they didn't take Cam Smith. It's just it, that was in it was in the script. We probably would have yeah. lost yep. more games, there but go. um, we got an, another was, friend. That was, that was in the yep. uh, that was in the script. What's up, us? Yuri sure. is giving us his uh his mock draft now, so we, we have to uh we have to see where Yuri wants us to go, and then yeah, when it gets serious, when you're like comfortable with it, we need the Madden simulation. So okay, well. Seven round mock draft. Uh, you could just give us your. How about this? Just to make it simple, give me your your dream pick at thirty. Um, I, dream pick is is uh, is Fatsunu, but he's not going to be there. We'll be going in the top twenty. Give me your realistic 25. dream pick at thirty. Uh, probably a Donnie Mitchell. Um, Jordan Morgan. I like Jordan Morgan. Um, but I think he probably is going to profile into being a guard, but. Fatunu is just such a road grader, and I'm, I, I almost want to move up for him, but I know it's not going to happen. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my my first four picks. I'd probably go Mitchell, uh, Amadaji, the tackle from Yale at ninety three, the other corner from Missouri, Abram Strain, and then in the fourth, uh, I'd probably pick somewhere between uh, Braylon Allen and Cooper Bebe, but I think Bebe is going to go after he tests this weekend. So those are my first four. I like both. I like both. I like both the corners from, uh, from Missouri. Also, they're both. Rake Straw is a way better name. 
No, no, yeah, but, but they're they're both well, really good corners. They're both they're both really good, but obviously Rakestraw is awesome. But no, I think um, I mean if your name's Ennis Rakestraw, you have to be really good at football. Yeah, so it's like, a nerd. It's a nerd can, name. Yeah, you can't you can't have that name and not be like an all pro every year. Well, so. and Yuri classified him as a psychopath earlier, which I love. That's yeah, a, he is. He is a psychopath. I, you need you need corners that are. It's a red. It's a red flag. That's a green flag. Like that's what I want. In yeah. a, a, and, in a and just just to clarify some things for Grant freaks out. We don't want him like punching children or something like that. Like that. That's a bad kind of psychopath. Yeah. For for Grant gets his panties in a bunch about his uh you know boyfriend wide receiver. It's Grant muted. No, who's his boyfriend wide Grant's studying for his BBC George, George, list. Pick, George Pickens. Grant, oh. Grant's a big fan of uh, George Pickens and that guy from Auburn who punched a nine year old autistic kid. Those are his two favorite no, they, they, they think that I should like him because he's got it. Because I don't care if somebody's got a criminal history. Apparently, I I asked if you liked this guy and you did not confirm or deny. So I'm going to assume that that meant you liked him. I'm sure you had no idea who he was because he was like a you know eighth string wide receiver and he's like 28 years old. But, but. Yeah, he just he just he popped up and he just screamed Grant guy. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the story and I was like, this is this is Grant's guy. Has so to, another thing that uh, Drew and Will like to say that George Pickens punched a special needs kid and the kid came out and was like, I have a 3.0, but they in won't Georgia. let him die because it killed George Pickens. Yeah, he, he, had a, he had a gun to his head. He had a gun to his yeah. head. Yeah, put it right up there, didn't I? <laughs> it was a 3.0 in Georgia. We I think we all agreed that's like a 2 everywhere else in the country. Besides maybe Alabama. So. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't a really great defense on that kid's end, but yeah, I, I, I like I like Yuri's mock. Other than it doesn't have any Michigan guys, but um, hold on, Yuri, well, don't you get there, Jerry, Don't you your your podcast is with um? How do you pronounce that guy's name? Voss. I just call him I just call him Voss. Voss, yeah. yeah, he is the world's biggest George Pickens fan. He's the guy who argued with me that we shouldn't have taken Tyler Winderbaum. We should have taken George Pickens twenty fifth. No, you have him confused no. with. Oh um, no, I no, I don't. He no. said we. Sh- no, no, he said we should have taken Tyler. We should have taken George Pickens over Tyler Linderbaum. He says he's watched uh, George Pickens since he was like eleven years old. He's the the world's biggest George Pickens fan. He well, is. I mean, who was it? I don't who know wasn't no, you're thinking of. Uh, no, I'm not. There's a huge. There's a uh, Vogel. No, um, I yes. don't talk to him. I've had him muted for six years. I don't talk to that guy. <laughs> okay, never mind then. But he's a huge Georgia guy. That's why. It, I'm it, him, so. Yeah, it probably is Vox. It's no, it is. Inside. No, yeah, it is. I, I don't know. Did... If you t- just tell Vox that if he five. says if he says to cut Patrick Ricard one more time, I'm going to have to go scorch her on the internet. So. <laughs> It's just it's getting to the point where the next person that says that's gonna get a, a Drew beat down on the timeline. So Yeah, how dare had... we get how dare we get rid of our radio? I w- I would I would pay money for you to call Patrick Ricard radio to his face. I would never do but, that. Uh... Yeah. But he's our <laughs> he's like we talked about it the other day. He, he's like our like I love Patrick Card. He's like our fan, like, you know. I want him as long as he can be there because he's just like a Baltimore dude. But like, you ain't gonna pay Brian Scalabrini dollars for a fullback, huh? Yeah, no, you. I, but it's he. He's a he's a a cut and sign guy. You, I mean, his contract is is not reflective of his value at this point. But you don't. He, I think he has he brings value to the team, but the contract is not. It, 
That four million dollars price tag. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to rework the contract, but we need him back on the team. Yes, yeah, I yeah, you're, agree you're, with that. Be the can we stop the uh, can we stop the which the Ben Mason experience too though? Yes. Yeah. Stop wasting. Stop wasting a roster spot. Well, he's a, he's not an official roster. He's on the practice squad. There ain't no yeah, roster he's a spot. Squad guy. Yeah, keep him on the practice no, I mean, squad they in case. Him they, up. Yeah, but well, but in case Ricard gets yeah, hurt. this is our rosters are like ninety right now. So, like, he's not taking anybody's roster squad at the moment. Nice. Grant just seems to hate fullbacks. I'm not sure why. If you were to make the NFL right now, I think fullback would be your most likely position. So. That's the crazy should, thing because I actually do like fullbacks and I love Pat Ricard, but you don't pay no fullback that much money. Is it your money? No. I mean that is then what what good fullbacks go for, too. and Pat Ricard well, then don't is, bitch it, don't bitch about other positions or say we don't have money for other positions. Where, that's what, where but I, that's what where fullbacks get paid. That is what they get paid. Good fullbacks been, get paid. I've been that, very that I've been very outwardly spoken about spending off Steve Scotty's money. He's got a lot of it. We should just Bish, spend Bishotti. it off. Biscotti. 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 He hates it. He hates it. It's Biscotti. I mean, there's, a, you know, he's he's valuable. I mean, he does a lot of things. He's an additional blocker on the field. He does a lot of things. We all know that. Like, but at the same time, there's four teams in the NFL that use fullback. Like, you got to gauge your market. Your favorite, your man crush head coach uses a fullback. Disgust. I wouldn't yeah, even. He, I wouldn't he, even call. Uses, I would call. No, Yuschek yeah. is a Y. Yeah, he's not a. He's not a straight fullback. He's a Y. He's a flex Y. He can do. He can play. You got to start right? using semantics and, and, and words. You know. But also, who you did Yuschek twi- learn words. from? One of the best Three. fullbacks, Vonta Leach. But that's not the same. Not even close. I mean, like Pat Ricard could not do what what he does, and he can't do what Ricard does. At all, I disagree. I mean, really, Ricard could do if, exactly what if you think does. about no, it. Can't. Like, if you think about it too, who was really the first like fullback like of the last you know decade or like changing the game in a sense? Uzcheck really was the first guy that was a tight end, really, but made a fullback, and then he made that athletic switch for a lot of versatility with well, offensive. You won't really want to know who the guy who was who played that position, Chris Cooley. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He was like the H back. The H back, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't like Chris Cooley was awesome at what he did. But I think Uzcheck is a better like he, you would put him in a run game to lead block. You wouldn't put Chris Cooley as as like a upback or fullback <clears throat> to lead block. He he played much more of a game like Uzcheck does than what Pat Ricard did. You would never have yeah. Chris Cooley or Uzcheck play like you do with like Pat Ricard would flatten use check in a, in a one-on-one situation. They're just not built the same. Who was the wrestler's son? I wanted him. Dude, Bronson he, Rex Steiner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he is like, he, he's like a, he's like a, like a dude, he's like a main event wrestler now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah. Dude, yeah. He, he ran like a four, four and he was like two fifty. He's fucking like, huge. Yeah, I assume, I assume he I would not have passed an NFL drug test. Was no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he is fucking huge. Huge. He's, he's like a Scott Steiner's son. I think. Right now. Yeah. He's Scott Steiner's That's son. That's who it was. The yeah. son of the Steiner brother. Yeah. Yeah. He went to I Ohio no State. I think. You know, I think he I went to Ohio State. Actual. 
No, he went to like no. Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he went to some like. You're thinking of like James Laronitis went to Ohio State. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's a road warrior, right? Yeah. Yeah. No idea what that is either. Yeah, James Laronitis. He was uh, a road warrior type ordeal. Yeah, we haven't even like acknowledged acknowledged Hassan being here. Well, we um, did, but he didn't speak. Yeah, he's not talking. Y'all, y'all talk about mock drafts. I, I don't watch college football. I just I came here to say I just want to say we're not gonna go nowhere with John Harbaugh as as a head coach. That man, shout <laughs> talk out to him, guys. Talk to him. All right, we, we have a good team. We had a we had the best team last year, and look at us. We lost. Man, it wasn't Harbaugh fault. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I mean, it was your boy yeah. Bateman fault. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> that's fair. But it's, it's Harbaugh. That's all I, have to say. I mean, we can't, we can't not, you know, we, we have to like not abandon our identity in the playoffs. That would be ideal That's for next 100% year. 100% correct. I, I don't disagree with that. I or, don't think any, or, I don't think anybody here disagrees with that. Or build a team that matches what you want to do in the playoff, which is throw the football. But That's see, so if we did you that, still have to, like, but you still have to run the ball. Fear. No, but my fear if we do that, because I have that thought, is that you just you, you sign Mike Evans, you draft two wide receivers with your first two picks, and you just put together like five deep legitimate wide receivers, and then the playoffs would hand the ball just as hill like fifty times. Yeah. Like that would be the yeah. John Harbaugh move. Yeah, yeah. And that I would just is, I would, that I, is a huge John Harbaugh move. Yeah. So like I, I just feel like no matter what we do, John Harbaugh's gonna be like Oh, we have, you know, eight elite pass catchers on this team. Let's run. They'll never hey, see it coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what they're expecting. We're going to do the opposite. Right. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, I agree with Yuri, though, on that. Like, that's the stupidity of it. Like, if you have an identity, like, our team is built to run the ball. Like, we're, we're built to run to set up the pass. But then you go the most important game of the season, you're leading the NFL in rushing, and then you run six times. And you have Dalvin Cook, who, yeah, granted, you know, we talked about him a lot, but he came in that game against Houston. He had, what, three carries, but he looked like he had some burst to him. So that would have been a good chance to, like, get him involved maybe early on, get him a couple early touches if you're not giving Gus the touches. Gus has a 15-yard run, doesn't touch the ball for two quarters. 20 20 yards, by the way. Give him him a touch and just see what happens. Something. Something. Yeah. Just, I mean, what, if you're not, what if you we did, trust, what we did, obviously they but obviously they didn't trust any of the backs. So why not give him like a shot? If you're not, if you're not going to ride somebody out, don't give anybody, you know what I mean? Don't spread this bullshit around. And then you get Lamar involved in the run game, and they completely disappear from it. Like make up your mind. And as a coach, He's a hundred percent the worst in-game coach that I think Played I've that seen. That shit like it was the preseason, man. It's like they ain't kidding. Shit was crazy, man. Yep, 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 yep. No, it's yeah, been a month, and I still, I still just do not get it. I haven't watched NFL Network since that game. Why were you watching NFL Network in the first place? Yeah, what the fuck I mean, are I you just, doing? I mean, to put, okay. <laughs> you ever heard of Twitter? Yeah. I mean, it, you ever but, heard of Mister Yuri? Edgies. Go ahead, Edge. So here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna be on Grand's team for just half a second after that AFC championship <laughs> game. I went on a whole ass like boycott of not talking about NFL stuff because that was just straight up bullshit. We no, lost our identity no. and I was just like I dove straight into hockey after that AFC championship game loss. And we'll that's fair. Hockey. 
I'm just I'm questioning why Grant was ever going to go to NFL Network in the first place. I mean, yeah, I swear, I mean yeah, if I'm no. turning something on and I'm like bullshitting around the house, like I'll just throw NFL Network on and listen to what they got to say. I, I mean, like Daniel Jeremiah. It's, Jeremiah's back, it's their lot of, huh? background noise. It's background noise. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So you're not actually going to watch. Not like I'm sitting NFL. there like yeah. studying, so, really giving a shit just, what they say. I'd rather yes. just put on a podcast as, ba- as background noise. You know. Yeah. Put on a live stream or something. Yeah. Look, I just anything doesn't even matter. QVC. It's great for background noise. Yeah. Is that where you got that shirt? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he doesn't shop at QVC. He shops at Costco. We know that. I, I got this. I got this at BarstoolSports.com. If we're if we're being uh, honest, but I don't I'm recognize just that jealous shirt. because I I tried Steve, to wear something like that. Steve, I look um, even stu- like dumber than I already do. That's hard to achieve. You can't put that on a tee for me. Like, why are we? Yeah. Why are we doing this? That's why. No, I it's um, I it. it's I don't know that uh, fucking beachwear line. So, oh, oh, Paul's beachwear. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, that's nice. It doesn't. It looks weird on on camera, but no, that that's that's actually a nice shirt. It looks like a dress shirt, so I wear it to work, and then people are like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking psychopath. I don't want to talk to him." It looks like a weird ass t shirt. Will that? Will that here. was such a that was such there a, is a collar on it. Fifteen pounds comment. Looks weird on camera, but <laughs> no, it does. It looks like a weird ass t shirt from here, but. If, if it's balls beachwear, then yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's got a collar, you know. Yeah, you can't tell. Like it looks something like... you would take on vacation to your cruise. Yeah, no, balls beachwear. I'm I'm all <laughs> in on that. True's like it's classy. It's got a collar. Yeah, pretty much. No, or hey, golf, Grant, look it up. You would like it. I've I've seen that. I've seen your fits. You would like balls beachwear. Grant doesn't like out, anything. With I can't shoes. say I'd, I can't say I could pull that one off, but I'll, I'll check it out. No, there's other so prints you'd like it. It's all, it's all about the confidence that you have while you wear it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> all right. So l- let's let's move along on topics here a little bit. I gotta. Do I gotta wanna talk about? Today. Do we want to talk about Harbaugh's part of the press conference first, or EDC's part of the press conference? I'm gonna. First? I want to cover the EDC part because it's pretty simple. Okay. okay? <laughs> so. The first it was the first question, I believe. So the question was based on the Zay Flowers incident and obviously the investigation and not being charged. His answer was, I think we made a statement on that. So that basically the, the opening part of the answer was, hey, idiot, we've already addressed this, but I'll go on to say. Uh, obviously domestic violence is something we are deeply concerned about and we will continue to assess the situation as it unfolds. People on Twitter then took that to mean that there's more to the situation and it's going to become a bigger problem. This is a as boilerplate an answer as it gets. Like, what do you expect? Do you know why say? he had that answer? It was I mean, Ray Rice. Obviously, right? Like, well, yeah, like, okay, here's the alternative answer. The alternative answer is case closed. He didn't do anything, but like, what the fuck? What, what good would that answer get? Like that? There's no good reason to give that answer because then it, it opens the organization himself, Zay flowers up to look like an asshole, everybody to look stupid. Right? So like this just leaves the door open. If somehow some, something like crazy happens, some, if a video comes out, exactly. That, uh, right. You know, exactly. TMZ employees buys from a failing casino. 
so you exactly. don't look like an asshole. I mean, this right. that is exactly what happened with Ray it Rice. Just, is that it leaves that okay. that tiny little sliver of a of a uh, you know a cracked door open if something insane happens where some wild evidence is produced that shows Zay Flowers beating the shit out of his girlfriend, which there is no indication that happened. None at all, because if that existed, the police would have it. He would be arrested. He'd be cut from the team. Okay, so uh, like it's insane to me that everybody is clinging to this idea that he's going to get suspended. The police investigated him for over a month. Okay, Um, You, you can't speak in definitive statements if you're EDC at that point. Right. Because like you said, it's just whether it's a. 5% 5% chance or a 0.0000001% chance. Like you can't ever have the organization look bad in that situation. Exactly. Right. So the, the response that he gave is the only response he can give, but the people who picked up on it, the only people who ran with it the way they did, in my opinion, are the people who were kind of running with it in that same tone before when that. The, yeah. So they kind of like want to feel like, Oh look, I was right. There, this isn't over yet. It is over. The fucking police told you it's over. The the investigation is closed. So, absent any new evidence, there's nothing here. There's nothing to to see here. The NFL the, and and the idea that the NFL is going to come up with something that is going to be suspension worthy is ridiculous. Tyreek Hill has had how many fucking incidents? How and many? He just, he just broke a woman's leg like last month. Right. Tyreek Hill has had like, uh, I mean, honestly, and I, I, I don't know if I'm exaggerating here. I'm pretty sure he's had like three or four different incidents where someone has become, has either been injured or accused him of some sort of like assault yeah. since he's been in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, but wasn't the, bro- wasn't the broken leg thing they were playing football and she stood in the way and didn't move and he no, ran her over? No, no. What happened? Grant, no, she says she claims at all. she claims she was beating him in some kind of football activity, and he got pissed off and like trucked her. And no, no here, so here's the story. So I read, is, I read Tyreek Hill trucks woman, and I sit there thinking that they're playing flag football. Well, you and he's uh, running full speed, you, and she you should get out the way. Should take a look they at were this running lady. Drills. Should take a look at this lady. She's got. She can generate some power from the 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 bottom half. The yeah, yeah, she's got he, some. Uh, he's a pretty good at that tackle, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so apparently, what what Ronnie's uh, out. This is this is kind of we're off off track a little bit here, but the story, as the story was told, he became a little bit embarrassed because she moved him off his spot in front of people, and then he charged at her with uh, aggressive force, which ended up breaking her leg. That doesn't matter. All I'm saying he got, is that, he got two oh, so he, they, were, do so they were probably doing one on ones. But yeah, whatever she, it is, all I'm saying is that that leg. incident now is like. I think like the fourth time and people are like, Oh, but that's, that's different, but okay, fine. That's different. Right. But that's number four, that one. The last one was the Marita incident, which there is a video of him having some kind of physical altercation. Right. Then there was him breaking his kid's uh, arm. Arm. And then there is him throwing his girlfriend down the steps. That's four incidents. Okay. Well, while pregnant. Right. So there is no difference when you start talking about him beating his kid and throwing a pregnant woman down the steps, that's a, a far worse situation than anything we're talking about with Zay Joe Flowers. Mixon, Joe Mixon shot a child 
and waved a gun at a woman and right. told her. And that, I don't, and uh, I, and I don't want to get into law. the this is worse, this is worse than this. No, no, well, no, no, but all I'm saying my, is it's the NFL involvement. Here's right. my question exactly. though. These people that are obsessing over him, like getting fucked up over this, like some people like seem like they want him to get charged. They do. Yeah. What do they gain? Like about. what it, like what it, what do you gain from an innocent something dude to bitch about like just trying to play football? You don't like him because you didn't think he should get drafted there. You don't like him because he fumbled at the one yard line. You don't know like it's what like it's Grant. If you went and searched everyone's Twitter history who has something negative to say about Zay Flowers right now and wants this to be true, I promise you they were asking for EDC's head on a spike at this time last year. Mm-hmm. And so they think if something happens to Zay Flowers, they can then turn around and say, "Oh, look, another EDC draft bust. Oh, we got to fire him." They they want to cling to that take that EDC is terrible. It, I mean, they, they're we, all the we same. We all know people. we all know that I trolled really hard on him. Yeah, and like he's a good dude. Like if we're getting serious, like he's a good dude. He's a great dude. Your criticisms dude. of him were he all... does a great. He does it. He does his job. He he didn't do a lot of things I wanted to do, so I criticized him. Yeah, your criticisms of him were because was it, he didn't... was it one hundred percent serious? No, I troll. It's half. It's a fucking bit. But, like, when people get serious and, like, want the team to fail just to make a guy look bad, it's fucking terrible. Like, it's weird. Your your whole point was that you wanted EDC to kneel at the altar of Grant and do exactly what Grant wanted. And when he didn't, you're going to make fun of him for it. Well, but and, like, he that did, was... and he finally did, and we went to the AFC Championship game, and John Harbaugh fucked it up. Yeah, but regard, like, there are people who legitimately, like, they wake up every hey, day and like, I need to – all right, Yuri. Oh, Thanks, man. You, Yuri. All right, Yuri. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Make sure we check out Yuri's uh, Madden simulation too when that comes out. It's going to be very important uh, content in the Ravens world. But no, there are people who like wake up every day who are like, I need something to complain about for the Ravens. That's just. For, it, and and it. I'm going to give you an example, and it's something we're going to talk about later. But I'm just going to give you a little preview of that. Uh, the Ravens report card, the NFLPA report card came out today, and the same people who are kind of uh, still clinging to the fact that, oh, the uh, Zay Flower is going to get suspended bullshit, they also um, – okay, sorry, dog's up my asshole here. Um, th- those same people I, – I predicted this when the Ravens report card came out where we this year were – we moved up in the rankings – from last year, last year we had one bad grade, one, and it was That's the strength nice. and conditioning coach, right? Maga Steve, Go yeah, Maga Steve. Who, by the way, last year when that grade came out, fire we had Steve alre- the sun. Yeah, we had already fired him when the grade came out last year, and people were all over that. Oh, Steve, Steve Saunders, we had already fucking fired him weeks before the goddamn grade came out, so it was already a moot point. The the yeah. the, the franchise, the organization had already addressed it, right? But the, the grades had already been been tabulated before the they had been released, right? So the, they already knew it was a problem. Now, when the grade the grades were released this morning, I said, watch, the same old shitheads are going to start complaining. Oh, look, the Ravens uh are you know suck at th- this or suck at this. Look, the Ravens are fifteenth out of thirty two. We suck. We're in the middle of the pack. Meanwhile, at the same time, the grades are coming out. The world champion Chiefs, guess where they ranked? 29th, right? Is where they ended up? No, no, no. Or 31st. 
No, 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 no. Yes. 32. Commanders, commanders are below them. I'm pretty sure. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Chiefs are 32 out of 32. All right, but here's the other thing. Hold on, but hold on. That one of those people, the person I expected, I found his loophole. You know what he did? He went on a tirade about how it took all this, this and that, and the other thing for John Harbaugh to get rid of Steve Saunders. This year, he's writing this tweet about how last year it took John Harbaugh all that time to get rid of Steve Saunders. Now, let's remember, I just told you, last year when the grade came out, we had already gotten rid of Steve Saunders. This person is writing a tweet this year when the grades came out about Steve Saunders. So two years removed from the grades, we're talking about Steve Saunders still. Somehow, as a knock on the Ravens organization, when this year, guess what? Guess what category was our greatest improvement this year? I mean, strength it's so and, hard to Strength and conditioning coach. Strength and conditioning coach. So, so like, my, that's what my, we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to fucking focus the on. Thing. Like, why, like, there's no way anybody takes this fucking list seriously. Like, uh, like, like, well, apparently no- someone does. Grant, people, people take anything that you put a letter grade next to and anything you call power rankings. Um, early, early when we had the blog, Will and I discovered that if you put power rankings in the title, it gets, you know, like 40 times more views than anything else. And at one point, Will and I were exchanging blogs where we went into a random generator and clicked shuffle with all the team's no, names. No. That's what we put as our... No, the way I would do it is I would find... I would go in and I would find some sort of list that was based on, um, like, some sort of power generation. Like, it would be, like, based on, like, the states ranked on um, okay. how many, like, um, Tesla charging ports they had. And I would... Then I would... Uh, so I would I would rank the teams based on which state the team was in, and that's the power rankings. And people would get so mad at where their team was ranked, and I would say, "Oh, well, here here's the source." And then they would click yeah. on it, and be like, "Oh, ha ha, whoopsie!" Like I, I literally went into I literally went into a random generator, put every team in there, and just click shuffle. That's what I did for my power rankings. So, I mean, it, it, it's wild what people get mad at like you had the people getting mad at the EDC press conference for the zay flowers comments i took only one thing away from him talking and it was that we're going to get a full rebuild of the offensive line um he did this last year with the wide receivers too that was the position group he talked the most about talked about how he you know dropped the ball in the past you know whatever this year he focused a lot on offensive tackle um and just the line in general um, that was really my only takeaway. I, I find most of those press conferences to be, I don't know, like boring is the right word, but you don't really get anything of value out of them. You know, they're they're not telling you the truth. They're not telling you everything that they think. Um, people got bent out of shape about, I want to say he made a comment about JK coming back and Gus coming back. And people were like, oh, look at this idiot talking about, you know, signing these running backs back. Like, I don't think he signs either one of them back. And I don't think that – what's he going to say? No, we're not going to sign them. Like, if they want to come back for veteran minimum, maybe he'll, he'll sign them. So he's not going to close the door on any opportunities there. But I think really our only takeaway from that press conference should be that the offensive line is a priority in the offseason. Right. Yeah. 
Agreed. Yeah, and I mean, you could even look at Harbaugh's press conference too, and it was all fucking lip service for Bateman and dumb shit that really doesn't mean anything. I think society would be a better place if we stopped playing John Harbaugh talking to an open microphone, but that's Same just... Same shit he been saying since 2019. Well, yeah, we just getting started. He, he, he says the same shit started. all the time. He says the we same just shit all the time. Started. Fuck out of here. I'm so it's, it's been 15 years, it's been 16 years now at this point of him saying the same thing over and over again, and then people still get mad at it. I'm pretty sure John Harbaugh has like a burner account on Twitter. And he just reads, he's like, what can I say that'll piss the most people off? And then he logs into his burner after he talks and laughs at everybody. Because there's no shot that, like, he believes half of the shit that he says. He's just lying in front of a microphone for the sake of lying in front of a microphone. Which is fine. Like, I don't get mad at it anymore. I used to get mad at it. And then I was like, he's just fucking with me. Like, what's the point? He probably laughs about it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. There there was, I, I forget which press conference it was last year. But, like, I'm 100% sure him and EDC sat in a room and scripted what he was going to say because it was, like, the exact opposite of what Ravens fans wanted. And he was just like, ah, I'm, like, fucking pulling a fast one on you guys. Like, fuck you. Which is fine. Like, I, I, I don't particularly care about his press conferences. I don't particularly care about most of what he does. My issue with him is the performances in big games. And so I'll take the, you know, boring – trolling press conferences and winning in big games any day of the week. I mean, you know, Belichick for years has given non-answers at press conferences. Most good coaches don't give real answers at press conferences. I mean, you don't see Andy Reid putting out some, like, you know, deep, intelligent thought pieces at press conferences. Like, any coach who's been successful is typically not really speaking to the media like that. So I don't know why anybody expects anything different. Um, Sorry, did you just use Andy Reid as an example? He's won three Super Bowls, so unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I do just, have. To I, say. I, could, I don't know. My, my connection was going in and out. I couldn't hear. Right. Oh, Kyle Shannon still sucks balls, so um, <laughs> I still have that one over you. But um, that's true. Yeah, that's that's an undeniable fact. If if <laughs> Kyle Shanahan didn't suck balls, Andy Reid might only have one Super Bowl. So you know, just Kyle just Shanahan does have to fall under pressure. Yeah. Nobody, nobody in the history of the NFL is better at blowing double-digit leads in the Super Bowl than Kyle Shanahan. Proven fact. It's just undeniable at this point. So, Haas, you know, what do you without think? it, yeah, uh, Haas is not a uh, Kyle Shanahan guy. Confirmed. No, I'm not. No. Oof. Yeah, no. Ha- Haas just hate Haas hates John Harbaugh, which is fair. I mean, no, I don't hate him. Like, I don't hate him. I just, I like, I like, just, I love. The I, I just think we'll be better if we just. You're tired of him. It's gone to the point where it's like, you know, it's the same shit every year. Like, you want something new. I get it. I just want to kind of the way that I'm thinking about it with John Harbaugh, though, is move him to like what Seattle's doing with Pete Carroll. That's what I wanted to do this year is that I thought that, you know, with Joe Ortiz leaving for um, Los Angeles and being their GM, that gave you like the perfect opportunity to say, listen, listen, John, like, we really want you here and part of this organization because he does bring good things to the table, but you get him out of that game day management role and you get him out of off the field on game day. You give the reins over to Mike McDonald and it's just like, it's perfect for everybody. You can move Zach or up the defensive coordinator from there. You know, you might lose a couple guys still. You still might lose like Denard Wilson and um, Anthony Weaver and whatever, but like you don't have Harbaugh in charge of the game day 
you know, flow or game day management, and you still have what he brings to the table Monday through Saturday. So I what happened that that to was, that thing with Jerry Rosberg coming back to do game? That was 100% Twitter's fault. Um, I'll take some accountability there. Is that clearly they read everybody's reaction to that saying, what would John Harbaugh actually do at that point? And we're like, shit. I think it was right. his daughter. Uh-oh. Look I think it, it was his daughter. You think it was uh, – yeah, Jerry Rossberg's daughter is on Twitter, so maybe she saw I that. She but like, like, I, I think she was like, Dad, don't do it. I mean, I might Dad, be lying, do though, but I don't know. Yeah, like, Dad, Dad, don't, don't do it. it. You're gonna get paid. Dad, they're going to pay John Harbaugh $12 million a year to be a, you know, a math Dad, at that point. don't do it. They is going to fry you on Twitter. <laughs> What's up, Jake? What's happening, y'all? Damn, Jake? King of Lost. Damn. Jake, nice to see you, John. Oh, that's right. That's, that, that's right. I told you I'd be between fucking 8 and 8.30, a.k.a. 11 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I normal with my Hawaiian shirt, Nor- Normal person time. Uh, ah, you like the Hawaiian that. shirt? Grant, Grant's, Grant's had a lot of negative comments about it during the podcast. It really hurt my uh, self-esteem. But um, hey man, this, this man looks like he's going to a Jimmy Buffett resort, fucking in the hotel, California, all the shit. He's looking like he's having a good time. Yeah, you know that's what I'm here for. Good time, good times and laughs. Um, it's funny too because the, the the color scheme's like a Lisa Frank fucking art book. So I mean, it, it, I'm not insulting or anything. It's like that's that's the color scheme. Hey, you're here having yourself a fucking time. That's all yeah, that matters. You know, just, now me yeah. on the other hand, I'm watching the. The greatest fucking zombie movie ever made. Twenty eight days later, the end is extremely fucking nigh. Here he goes. He just got here. Just got here. You've never seen. I've seen Twenty eight days later. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Phenomenal movie. Jake. Jake, what do you think about EDC's press conference? He 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 did what he likes to do. Says not says nothing while talking. He he said absolutely nothing of substance really other than. Oh yeah, you know how we like pressures. I like called Adafiole. Yeah, you know these these traits we like about certain players. It got nothing in the specifics, which is what he does. Nothing wrong with it. That's every right. GM in the league. It's all games. It's all gamesmanship. Say as little That's... possible while you're speaking words. Yeah, fill as much airtime. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I think I think we're pretty good on this topic. There's not much to say. I know people get like real emotional and bent out of shape and write think pieces about fucking GM's press conferences at the combine. But like the, the fact is they're out to like three in the morning the night before drinking at, you know, random steakhouse in Indianapolis and, you know, yep. just, just trying to kill airtime. Like that's, that's the best way to put it is that they, they have media obligations that they have to fulfill. So they fulfill them while saying absolutely nothing. Every blue moon, you might, you might hear a little nugget that winds up being a thing later. Like, yeah, like I think I think he I think he made it clear that they have work to do on the offensive line, but yeah, everybody absolutely. knew that. That's not like breaking news it's, to anybody. It was more that he just acknowledged it. But you're you are even if you don't do anything with your tackles, you have to replace two starting guards. Maybe yeah, you have them so. on your roster, maybe you don't. But there's going to be turn. So you'd not to you'd not to say shit for anyone to do to know all that. No, so. and so people, you know, will get offended or upset that he didn't like name names but why why the fuck oh, no would shit. At that point? who the who the fuck would and why would you you fucking the you know how gms are they held everything so close to the chest that they again they speak in fucking code and they speak in they'll give you as much information with giving you nothing of substance yeah no so, that's, that's what they do 
It's the best way to uh, wrap it up. Um, and Will touched on earlier, but that, that whole report card came out. Um, oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, again, another that, – that those things are, like, made for Twitter interactions, I'm pretty yep. sure. Like, they only put that out because people will – again, Will touched on the people who were, like, talking about fucking Steve Saunders in 2024, like he wasn't gone last year. Um, yeah. And there was really – it was funny to dunk on the Bengals. Like, I would say every year there's a couple of report cards that come out that say funny shit in them. Like, the Bengals only give their players um, three meals a day, one day a week. And so it's funny to be like, oh, Bengals fans think that they're going to be able to afford, you know, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase on massive contracts, but they can't feed their players. Like, that's that's funny. Yeah. Or, you know, fucking, I, I don't know, somebody was, like, complaining about, like, a team plane or something like that or, you know, facilities. It's just funny to use, like, against fans. But well, it, yeah. it's largely honestly, Honestly, the, the, the fact that the, uh, the team that's won three of the last five Super Bowls is ranked thirty second out of second 32. to last. Uh, yeah, like See, they are. They are second to last. So Jake agrees with me. They're thirty one out of yeah, thirty two. It doesn't. No, fucking, you double. It, you double check the the commies are technically thirty two out of thirty. Well, whatever it is, suck it doesn't. It, suck whatever it, will. It, whatever suck it, it is, will. it doesn't fucking matter because the fact that that team that is has won three out of the last five Super Bowls is anywhere close to the the end of the list. Just. Makes so the rest of it the fucking right, listed. exactly right. So like the only team I, I tweeted this out, but the only team that was in the top ten who has won a Super Bowl out of the last ten was the Eagles. They were number four, and I would say that they were incredibly dysfunctional this year. I yeah. mean, they had the whole Extremely. defensive coordinator issue. Their offensive coordinator sucked balls. There's something going on with Jalen Hurts. I got no idea what it is. Whether it was an injury or. You know, there's there's rumors coming out that he's got issues with like leadership, and the team wants him to be more vocal. P Diddy, AJ Brown, him. yeah, probably. I mean, who hasn't P Diddy fucked at this point? Uh, I mean, Cat Williams spilled the tea on that show on Shannon Sharp podcast. I mean, that that's been like yeah. a known thing that P Diddy was this fucking weird sexual deviant for a while now. But it's some of the, I I started reading that lawsuit. It's fucking wild. Some of the, some of the shit that that guy is alleging went on. Like PD shot a guy in a bathroom and then convinced the LAPD that he shot him outside. That some random guy shot him outside. Like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, he's, he's got like underage drug and sex parties going on in multiple states at the time. Yeah. I don't know, but fuck P. Diddy anyway. Um, yeah. Back to, back yeah. to the report cards. You know, the important things that matter in society are. That's uh, right. Report cards. And if those, those report cards, those literally exist to dunk on teams, I think is, yep. is really what they should. And instead, it's turned into this like serious debate about how our team is. Like Grant got offended today that I said B plus was a solid grade for Harbaugh, and he's like, oh, I should be an F." Uh, you know, typical, typical Grant. The, the funniest thing was, "Oh, B plus, John Harbaugh is so overrated." And then it was like, "Yeah, hey Grant, he's ranked twenty first. And then he was like, "Oh man, that's perfect." It's like it's yeah. so fucking so funny. But it was like, it's it like, oh yeah, no, that's pretty actually, much. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot the give participation grades now. So B plus is really a D plus, which I agree with. If you there give, you if you just like, if we just like got Grant's live reaction to anything that comes out on the internet, he is like the perfect person that these things are are baited for. Of like, he had the extreme overreaction to the B plus because he's like. Oh, that's you know way too fucking high. Like B plus is good grade. Oh, yeah, wow. he thought he was gonna be and, like ranked like and then, third. And then he and then he actually read the rankings, 
And then he found the thing that he liked and then he like fought with that. And he's like, no, this list is a hundred percent good. Like this is the greatest list ever compiled. Yeah. When he said, when he, was, when he was mad about the B plus, I was like, Grant, you realize he got the B plus from his own players, right? Like it's, it's not like the fans gave him a B plus. And he was like, the players are just giving that because they want to get playing time. And then I was like, and then, then somebody put the you thing. You gotta in the, know sh- when I'm being fucking stupid. Well, but then it was I'm... like somebody put the the no. list in there of where he actually ranked amongst the other coaches, and it was like 21st. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's perfect. Said, that's fucking perfect. Back there, that's anonymous, though, right? That's anonymous from the players. Twenty to twenty-four. I think it is anonymous from yeah, the players. If anybody's listening to this and they're like, um, you know, like in the marketing world and they need a product tester, Grant would be like the perfect person for that because you will get, well, I'm saying, but you'll get the full range of human emotion out of Grant. He'll give you his knee jerk reaction, no matter what it is. And then he'll give you like the rational reaction five minutes later. Yeah. He's like perfect for that. That that is, that is Grant in a nutshell. That tracks. Yeah. Grant, Grant will just tell you. You know, fucking whatever wild thing comes into his head five seconds after he sees it, and then we'll... it's that CTE. He forgets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he Speaking gets the, that. That's from playing that semi-pro shit, man. We're, you but, still hey, playing that shit, ain't you? Now, listen. Yeah, we got a game in DC this weekend. Oh shit, the CT is going to get worse. A, so that a, means, a, hey, a, next week we're going to get even even better a, reactions EDC, out of him. Man, give my man a child, man. I'm tired of playing this semi-pro shit, man. At least no, if he, you know, at least he be on the practice squad. Or no, something. you know what shit. the next step is? UFL what? season's coming, man. We need to get UFL. him on the defenders. No, defenders. No. I'm going to take no. I'm going to take the over on Grant tackles every week in the UFL. You have right. to. Yeah, and then you're going to end up in prison for, like, fucking point shaving or something. You know, there's going to be some fucking, like, FanDuel is going to sue you for, like, $10 billion. All right, Paul Crew. You think I'm Paul Crew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Not you. They're going to they're sue you know, Will. You know, you know Will. what I think is a great next segment to get into? Sure. BBCs. Pause. Oh, Big Black Hawks. All right, that's fine. Pause. Talk about, Pause. Uh, I, guess we could t- I guess we could talk about Big Black Haas. Hawks. No Haas. homo. What do you think about BBCs? <laughs> I won't be on that podcast if y'all talk about that. I'm just saying. Baltimore ball catchers. See, that's that young generation. Grant has a robust list of BBCs to present. Grant, Grant, Grant hit, me with your, hit me with your list of BBCs for this week, please. All right. Well, you want ball catchers. Yeah, so wherever you want. Start with draft free agents. Whoever you think, put them in um, the order that you think we're most likely to address that position. So, like, I so did, start with that group. I did mine. I did my like who I think would be the best fits. Okay. Um, Crazy. free agency top tier, pretty big free agency class. So, I mean, like, it's an underrated receiver free agency class. Number one, T. Higgins. If he's out there, I don't. I think they tag him. They have to tag him. Yeah, they, they already they, are, they announced they, they already did. Him. Yeah, I oh, think they, now they're. Yeah, I think I now didn't think it was official for someone to give him an AJ. Brown yeah, so they they deal. officially tagged him, and he's going to be able to go and negotiate with somebody else. All right, take that off That's, then, because I thought I didn't think they tagged him. I thought that was like the just like was Ari Murrow, whatever. Uh, That's who started it, but then Schefter confirmed it. So. Real. So all, then Mike Evans, Mike Evans shared it. Mike Evans is next. <clears throat> Calvin Ridley. 
Um, I think both of them fit well with what we need. Cal Ridley would be a good Z. Mike Evans would be a good X, both of them. I mean, Zay's pretty fluid, but he's more or less – he's better in that kind of slot role. Let him utilize his quickness. They like to get the ball to him quick. Um, the sleepers, free agency sleepers, Tyler Boyd. Um, I like his game a lot. I think that he's wasn't utilized – the way he should have been in Cincinnati and he's got two studs in front of him, but I think he's a, I think he's a dude. Noah Brown. I like Noah Brown a lot. Um, he played well with Dallas. Um, he looked good last year with Houston. He's like a low end guy that would come in and kind of, he might be able to do more than what like Nelson Aguilar did this year. We brought back Nelly. I like what Nelly brings. I'm glad we brought him back, but Noah Brown, he's, he does a lot of things good. Um, Drew's man and Will's going to love him because he's got a hyphenated last name, but Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think what he does, um, I think what he does within the game, he's a physical receiver. He's not afraid to put his nose in, in places. I think that's somebody that we like in Baltimore. We like that mentality. We like that type of play style. Um, he doesn't, he, he can stretch the field. Not really a good underneath guy, but he, he will stretch the field. He'll make big plays, make big catches, tough contested catches. Um, draft, top 10 receiver. Hold on, for, for sleepers, I'm surprised you didn't put his name in, LaVisca Chanel. So he was up there. I like him. I don't I feel know. like he's a great guy. He is. He is. And, and, I, and I, I was looking at him, but, like, I like his game, but he – He's not somebody that I'd be like, okay, like I think he would come in right now and fit and be a difference maker versus what so, we have, versus what the potential we could get. My my reasoning for wanting him is that you could use him in that kind of gadget slot role that we've been putting Zay in, and you let Zay, you know, be more of a deep threat at that point. You and I yeah, were screaming all year for Zay to get more looks deep. And yeah. the reason why he didn't is because, like you said, he was the guy that we relied on for the short shit. And so he if you can bring guy. in, he was always in jets. I mean, you right, can't really yeah. stretch the field if you're running jet motions, you know, 20%. And again. so if you bring in Chenault, maybe he could be your jet motion guy, your quick passes underneath guy. And that lets Zay stretch the field more. That was kind of my rationale on him. And Chenault and be cheap. also, he's a running back that plays wide receiver. Yeah. Which I, I'd be okay with that too. You're talking about, talking about Chill from um, Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, he was well, last year he played Carolina for, last year. Yeah, right? but yeah, he was hurt. I think when he hurt he most cool. of the season. He cool. I like yeah. He cool. Yeah, he didn't uh, play. He didn't play much last year. But I want. Ben, I'm glad. I'm glad. Mark. I'm glad Marquise Brown is on your list too because I thought it was actually. I, I almost big, put him I want on there. For you. I, it was close, but he's a tweener. He's not a top tier guy, but he's not a sleeper. So it's like it's he's no the same way I view T Higgins. He's not. He's not going to be your wide receiver one. He's not going to. He's not capable of that. And he's going to want wide receiver my, one money. T. Higgins was my like. If he just, he would hit the. He market, just said one one. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, I, like, he, he. Well, Grant Grant is now smart and realizes like he doesn't want to give the Bengals picks for him. So took took him off the board. I agree with that. Um, we, top ten we, draft we, wide receivers. Obviously, hold on, hold on. I got a question for you. I got a quick question for you. Why wasn't Odell on your list? Uh, to me, he I want him back. I'll take him back, but I'm doing more or less like free agents that aren't associated with ball. You know what I mean? Like okay. bringing yeah, him yeah. back All would right. just Fair be a re-sign because he's already one. under contract. 
Yeah, you're you're looking you're looking at people with no history in Baltimore. I got you. Okay, fair enough. Just making sure. Um, top ten draft wide receivers. Number one, Marvin Harrison. Number two, Rome. Um, I like uh, Marvin Harrison's the obvious. I mean, he does. He's a superstar. We all know that. Uh, Rome. Rome is like he reminds me a lot of Odell. Not necessarily his speed, but the way he plays the game and the way he plays the position. He reminds me a lot of Odell. Does a lot of great things well. Makes a lot of tough contested catches. Great hands. Great route runner. He does everything. Um, Malik Neighbors, LSU. He's number three. Drew and I have talked about him before. Like him, him and Rome are like two A, two B. Why do it's you really think they keep talking about Neighbors as one? So in any other draft, a big receiver. If, people like if Marvin receivers. Harrison Jr. didn't exist. Neighbors would probably be the first guy off the board in the draft. And you could argue that it would be Rome. One, like you have three legitimate top wide receiver prospects in this draft. Drew like any is other correct. any other year, yeah, any other year, if, if the other two guys were not in the draft, they would be the first one taken. It basically. seems very obvious to me that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the number one wide receiver. Oh yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's if, different. He's he's completely. He's different. different. He's got the NFL pedigree. He didn't shoot somebody over a quad like his dad, so he's got like a better temperament. You know, he's a. Uh, just the complete package. He's bigger than his dad, like more uh, built than his father was. Right. And has a lot of the same skill set as him. So, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he doesn't count. He's like not a, he's not a real person when you start talking about like, you know, who's the best wide receiver prospect. Like it's not fair to compare other people. And they keep, people are saying like, oh, he's not going to, he, he's, he's not going to test. He did, he's not signing an agent. He's doing Why that because he doesn't need it. Exactly. No, he, can, the guy. he can literally just go sit on a beach somewhere for the next month and a half and, I don't know, fucking drink pina coladas go, and go work yeah. out, go work out, yeah. get it, you know, sign it. Well, don't sign an agent, but go work out, go, you know, do what you got to do to get yourself ready for the draft. There, there is, go, there is nothing team you get too. Yeah. There is nothing he can do to improve his draft stock. So why would he, you know, test? Yeah. It, okay. Literally, if, if he did not declare for the draft, say he were to return to the Ohio state university, Neighbors would be number one. Yeah, I, I agree. Grant Grant's a Junze uh, guy, but I think that neighbors would be the first guy. But that's it's like really again, in, it's really in who's there, who wants a receiver, and what the preference and need is too. Yeah, like teams. you're splitting you're splitting hairs at that point. You're saying that like you know, I, I think I said this to you. You're saying that you prefer a hundred dollar bill to two fifty dollar bills. Like it's the same shit at the end of the day. So yeah. who the fuck really actually cares? Pretty much. Um, okay. Number four is my guy. That guy right there, Xavier Leggett, he's different. He's not getting the notoriety he deserves, but I think after pro days and the combine stuff, like people are going to – he's going to start shooting up boards probably two to three weeks before the draft. People will be talking to him like maybe late first. All right, so wait a minute. What's wrong with him? Huh? Yeah, what's his, what's his red flag that we don't know about? He doesn't have one. He's a good if dude. I don't believe. I would it. say there's at uh, least I, two red flags with Grant's picks. Okay, tell, tell me, tell me what crime Xavier Leggett has committed that Grant knows about that we don't, because that's. Oh, Brand, Brandon's got the court documents up in front of him. I think. I, I'm looking. I'm going yeah. on Google right now. I mean, I like, but he fits him and Adonai Mitchell to me are the two guys that I'm like, who could realistically be there at 30 that kind of fit what we need. Yeah. So I'm not opposed to him being your fourth wide receiver on the board. 
Leggett is just a dude that, like, when I evaluate receivers, I look at a lot of different things. I look at blocking. I look at route running. I look at releases. I look at catch points. I look at separation. I look at a whole bunch of stuff. He does it all. And he's 6'3", yoked up. He's he's a bigger version of A.J. Brown. And the his run after the catch, too. For a big dude, he high ends quick. And, like, yeah, he, tough. he gets to his third step. Like a D, like you know what I mean, like a, like a like a slot would. Like nobody that big should be that fast. And his game as a whole, and he plays pissed off too. That's the first thing that always attracts me to receivers. Is like you might have two guys that like have comparable speed, comparable catch radius, comparable ball skills after the catch, whatever. But if I if I'm comparing two people and I see one dude is no matter his size is trying to run people over or like extend play, like whatever it is, like immediately I draw to him. Um, he's just a physical specimen. And, like, when I do my rankings, I don't necessarily think of who had the best college career. I think of who's going to translate best to the NFL and who's going to have the best career. And I think that if he lands in the right situation, which he could, because he could be anywhere from 20 to 32. Like, I think that's where he's going to end up at the end of the day. Maybe he falls in second, but I think he's going to be 20 to 32. He's going to go to – if he goes anywhere near the back end of that, he's going to a playoff team. And yeah. you're adding a guy that most playoff teams, if not all, already have a one. So yeah, like, if you're not relying on him to be your number one wide receiver, he'll be very good. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have any pressure. Yeah. Um, five, Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU. Uh, honestly, like – I love neighbors. I think neighbors has a, a great skill set. Brian Thomas is a freak. He's six four. He's a little bit leaner, but like another guy, like speed, downfield ball skills, separation down the field. Like he does everything that you want in a wide receiver. Like this, this we have no shot at him though, right? Loaded. Huh? We have no shot at him, right? Brian no, Thomas. Honestly, I could see him going before Leggett, and like I mean, there could be a run on like. Scouts like him a lot. Um, they like Troy Frank Franklin a lot. They like um, neighbors, dudes, or Rome, Marvin. So there's five receivers that could go in the top twelve, top thirteen. Yeah. So like, I could see a mini run where three of them go in a row in the top, you know, top twelve. Found but a red like, flag for his for uh, Grant's boy there. Uh, there's yeah. some separation issues. Like, uh, we're we're an anti-separation podcast. We um. We we put this out there last week because of everybody oh. posting the clips of uh, Bateman's you know separation. Yeah, that's uh, why I made the we, that's why I made the comment <laughs> about yeah. separation. See, I didn't but, know about that. I was trying to look into or do the due diligence of trying to find the uh, as we call it in Indiana the my case. Find yes, I uh, like it, the thing with separation. I hate is that people you know it, it it's meaningless. If you separate from five yards from a yeah. guy on the backside of a play, like who the fuck cares? Or you the, separate five yards after it was, you know, your time to get the ball. Like you were covered when, you know, you were the read. And then when you're no longer the read, you pull away from your guy. Like that doesn't help anybody. And then you know, I, found so that's clip, I found a couple of clips of him where he had basically swatted the guy who was covering him. Oh, so he's an OPI yeah. guy. Yep. And like, I, I watch a lot of like the game, like the games, like, like film, but like, if you want a quick clip of like what somebody can do, like YouTube highlights will show you what potential looks like. A lot of people use that to rely on complete judgment, 
But like, if you want a quick glance at somebody, I suggest you go look at him and his his videos. The dude is special. Like, like that, what you're still talking about Leggett. Yeah. yeah, but I, I went back to him, but that, that's because that's what he's talking about. But so, anyways, you know uh, when you, when I, I like so, him, I hope you know, draft him. So Grant, I've always a guy that I always hoped would be a Raven and never was because of his size and his high point ability is all Sean Jeffrey. And then when you move your head and I saw the South Carolina Jersey, it took me back and I was like, Oh shit. Now I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to be in on this. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he's a lot like Alshon and he's a lot, he's not, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as, but his game is like T.O.'s game. Like he's a big physical dude and he will run after catch. Like you don't really see guys with that size, that strength, be able to do those things. They're either one way or the other, or maybe one way with the lower half. You know, you might have a guy with semi-speed, but you don't see a guy with jets. Don't like make me regret this. Up. Don't make me regret this. Oh. If I find out that he beat up a, a retarded kid, then it's your ass. All right. All right. I'll take blame for that. There's um, so uh, Thomas Jr. five, uh, Malachi Corley six, smaller school guy, but he his game he's got it he's got game he could fall because of where he you know what I mean there's smaller school receivers sometimes. Do you like him because check. Steve Smith likes him? Is that huh? is that what turns you? Do you do you like him because Steve Smith speaks highly of him? I didn't even see that he did, but I love Smitty, uh, so if we agree that I'm cool with that. My my fear with that is that Steve Smith was the first guy to like put Corley's name out there, and Steve Smith had a lot of nice things to say about James Proche. So now I'm like, you know, I question what he says sometimes. All right, so I should think about that again. But no, he's another one. He's good. I mean, you're he's probably a second round guy, but he's he's got game. And um, seven Xavier Worthy, another one of my favorites. Uh, must be something about the name Xavier this year, but. He's got – I think he's better and, than – And AD. last year, apparently. Xavier. Flowers' first name is Xavier, not Xavier. All right. All right. Well, it's you – know, we're in the same neighborhood here. Yeah, but other like, than you – well, And, and you know, speaking of him – like if I called you he, Bill instead of Will, you'd get pissed off that. So just – I wouldn't get pissed probably. off. That's the same neighborhood. But speaking of him, though, like speaking of Zay, like, I mean, honestly, if you watch Xavier Worthy, he's this year's Zay. Like – He's 6'1", 175. Like, he's a little leaner, but he's got that quick twitch, and he's explosive. He's this year's Zay. I like his game. I like He's another one that he's a smaller, skinnier guy, but he will try to run over DBs. Like, I shared a clip in our chat where he tried to run over a dude at the goal line. He was already about to be in the end zone and truck the dude. And, like – Well, we, well, me, after the way this season ended, we need that, huh? Well, and yeah. get, I mean, give me somebody with that mentality. And I'm another one, like, when I'm evaluating the position as a receiver and thinking of, like, who could go to Baltimore, who could go here, who could go there, I'm not one of those people that's like, all right, we need a tall guy, we need a fast guy, we need a catch guy. No, if you can play and you can run the route tree and you can play the position outside the numbers, inside the numbers, I don't give a shit. If I don't care if the whole receiving core is six foot tall, five foot 11, I don't care. If you can play, you can play. And, like, that's where people get caught up a lot is, oh, man, we need an X receiver that's 6'5". No, we don't. We need an X receiver that's an X receiver. Like, it, like, yeah. like it, it's, a, it's a certain skill set and intangible that translates to that position. If there were two guys – if, if there were two guys that fit that X receiver mold and, one, and everything is the same across the board for both of them and one of them is 6'4 and one of them is 5'11", I'm obviously taking the 6'4 guy. 
Well, but everything's like that, even across the board. Yeah, yeah that that that's exactly like it. Sh- that that's your um, you know, if you're looking at two equal resumes, then yeah, size matters. But it doesn't matter if one resume is significantly better than the other one. Yeah. Um, eight Troy Franklin from Oregon, fast speed. Another guy run after the catch. He's kind of like JSN. He reminds me a lot of Jackson Smith and Jigba from last year. Just, but doesn't have a problematic name, so that's that's a plus. <laughs> we'll stick to <laughs> stick to the, the acronym on that one. Catch a quick slant. Yeah. Beat, you know, like there's multiple times where he's you know caught a quick slant and then split the split the secondary. Like it takes a certain type of speed to be able to do that. Um, Nod Lad McConkey from Georgia. He's got a lot of skill. His route running is crisp. Like. His game's going to translate big time to the NFL because he does all the things they need receivers to do with his releases money. He runs a great route tree. He runs a whole route tree. He's got great hands. And he's and he knows Todd's system. And he knows Todd's system. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he can't – I mean, he played there for, what, three years? Yeah, so, so I mean, he's got that background knowledge that no other buddy – nobody else, you know, wide receiver-wise has. Yeah. And then 10, I got Keon Coleman. I was wondering um, if he was going to be on your list. I don't yeah, have AD. AD would be 11, but like Keon, I think as a. Who would be 12? Huh? Who would be 12? Because you're missing somebody that. Um, this, is, this is going to be a very obvious statement by me. I'm sure I know, if you give it. I know. Rome. Yeah. The but the real Rome, not the, not the, the real, fake one. The that. real Rome. I, I, I don't hate him. I, like, like I said, like this receiver class is crazy deep, man. Like it's it's probably the deepest, most talented position in the draft. I loved Roman Wilson when he was a projected fourth or fifth round pick. Now that he's creeping up into the second, and I've even seen people like mock him in the first. I'm like, yeah, that's a little high for him. Having watched him, you know, in college, but if he's there later. Like he would be a, a great pickup. I just don't but, see how he's going to go in the first round with this many. Good uh, that's the thing. I mean, it's loaded. So this receiver group. That's is, but it's that's going to be the weird. That's going to be the weird thing with wide receivers too. Is that like I feel like after you get past, you know, Harrison, Neighbors, and Dunze, like you have, uh, there there's a lot of a lot of guys that are kind of equally rated. You're going to have a lot of guys with first and second round grades that you know, like some one of them is going to fall. At some point, like somebody's yeah, going to get taken. Like, the there's not going to be, you know, seven wide receivers taken in the first round. It's not going to happen. No, but, uh, you know, people think that. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I This is two weeks in a row that I've come, you know, ready to fight Grant on his list. And they're not really fighting him worthy. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't really my, had him. My three, my top three draft dudes, obviously, are Leggett, Corley, and Worthy. Like, no particular – the obvious is Marvin Harrison. I leave him out of pretty much everything because, I mean, that's – Yeah, like, in terms of like, who we could – yeah, we're like, we have no shot at Marvin Harrison Jr. Unless there's some fucking wild scenario where we're trading up to four. I just – we do have a history of fleecing the uh, the Cardinals, but – Maybe we can sell him on Rashad Bateman and they'll give us the fourth overall pick. I, mean, I doubt it, but you never know. Just him. Yeah, just Bateman for four straight up. <laughs> uh, so would you move? Would you move to Arizona if we did that? No, no, no. You would. Uh, you, you'd look for Marvin Harrison and take his pictures instead. I'm. I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan. There you go. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Lloyd, I've got loyalty to the Shield. That's I like, I like loyalty. Um, that's that. That's the perfect answer. I mean, yeah. that's all. That's Back. all I care about. Yeah, I, 
I would love to take a first round first round wide receiver this year. I don't see it happening, but there are a lot of guys that we could pick up in the second or third round that would be very good additions to the team. The only way we're taking a first round receiver is if one of those studs just somehow falls yeah. to, to 30. Or if it's like one of those studs falls to the early twenties and you know he's number one on our BPA board and if you know, Brian Thomas is there at 30, I feel like he's going to fucking sprint up and put that card in. Well, I'm you know saying I mean? if like if one of those so if board. one of those guys is around in the early 20s and it's one of those guys where they're like, man, this is a dream pick and the value is there on you know on the draft value board that we can make we can make like say we can flip a Bateman and 30 and 30 for to move up there, yeah. yeah. No, I, I told it, and this is the kind of draft that, like Grant said, it's very deep at wide receiver. Yeah. So the odds of somebody falling are pretty high. This is kind of how we ended up with Kyle Hamilton. Right. There was a ton of guys at, you know, other positions that people rank higher. So, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to go early. That, you know, there's a, there's a offensive line and tackles specifically are very top heavy. And so I feel like those are going to go. There's, you know, three, four corners that people are really coveting. And so at that point you're in like the twenties. There, there's a good there's a good chance for somebody to fall. Yeah, well, yeah. and and it's how we ended up with Linderbaum too. Yeah, you well, know, and, you're gonna, and you know you're gonna get you know you're gonna get those people that are like, oh man, we drafted a first round route receiver last year, and they're gonna bitch about that no matter how good the person is. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit if as long as they make the team better? Exactly. It's the and same he, as like the the argument that Drew and I got in two years ago, and now we got people fucking jerking their dicks about it. When we the argument we made was when they were talking about Saquon Barkley might be available for trade. And my statement was, if he's available for trade and the trade is like a second round pick, then, yeah, do it. And they're like, oh, but he's been hurt. I don't give a fuck if he's been hurt. Saquon Barkley he, he makes the team better. He's a good player. You want so, as many good players on your team as possible. That's the argument. I want as yeah. many good team as many good players on the team as possible. At the time, we were going into the into the, the season with all of literally all of our running backs coming off of injuries, every single one. So yeah, and they're like, yeah, but Saquon Barkley too. I'm like, yeah, Saquon Barkley's injury was a fucking ankle sprain that he was. They were basically nursing the ankle sprain. So if you're talking about the injuries to our players and his, not the same. And Saquon Barkley better than all of the running backs that we have. So. You know, yeah, not the same. And and either way, Saquon, I just want better players all the time. I want as many as I can get. So, well, like, the, the logic yeah. of a no, I don't like that. Fuck you. I always want good players. And now people are like, give me Saquon Barkley. Now that he costs $36 million for three the, years. Think about the obvious, though. Like, we, it's a deep receiver draft. It's already been established. Like, but where we're picking at 30, if we're not moving up, because of the depth of the draft and the needs Lim- that we would need, why not take a top end wide receiver that's going to fall to you that any other draft would be a top 20 pick? You're getting him at 30. We have that's- struggled. We have struggled historically at number one at drafting wide receivers, but not just drafting, just at assessing at assessing wide receivers as, as skill players. So period having a, full 
a variety of wide receivers at any given time. We've had one who's good and we've had the rest suck or, you know what I mean? Like we've never had like a fully stocked arsenal of wide receivers. And we're getting to the point where we have that. Like last year, I think probably it was the most diverse uh, arsenal of wide receivers we've ever had. That was the best we had had since, um, you know, Super Bowl year. So yeah, probably. So, uh, and, and arguably more talent last year than I think ever. Personally, I think just like if you if you want to go like pound for pound, probably the most talented group of wide receivers ever. Now, Bateman didn't yeah. live up to his expectations, blah, blah, blah. But we had five first round wide receivers on the team last year. Yo, I, I got to head out. Before All, I leave. Right. All right, Haas. Before I leave, y'all doing a song? No, we have a uh, 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 an outro now. I oh, right. talked about that boy Bateman so much, my man. Got to go, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's his. That's his man. He's got to, uh, you know. Yeah, wait, y'all, y'all be safe. All right, man. I'm yeah. a, I'm Thanks, Hoss. Thanks for joining us. All right, man, bro. All right, Hoss. So I don't know how to leave. If, but if we can, <laughs> if, if at thirty, the best pick, the best guy there is a great wide receiver who fell to thirty. You take the best wide receiver. And, you know, if there's an opportunity to trade up early in round two and get a, a really good wide receiver, it, it, like, again, and I'm going to I'm gonna repeat it every single fucking week. And if people don't agree with me at this point, you're brain dead. Trust EDC. He's really fucking smart. He's put us in a position now where every year this team has gotten better. The only reason the team slipped up at, uh, you know, certain points in the past in a couple of years past in was 21 and 22 in, was injury. injuries injuries yes. right had nothing to do with the roster construction so and john harbaugh i mean and coach and well and like and, and uh coaching decisions in the moment sure and whatever you want to call bitch. it what happened what well, no. and i'm agreeing with the coaching or the yeah. coaching part and that yeah. Booth, bitch Mo- yeah, yeah, no, Craig Roman, yeah. but yeah edc yeah. is built EDC has done – he's built a hell of a fucking roster, man. Like he's he done has, his EDC job. EDC is not the problem. It's EDC, the coaching. E, e, okay. And listen, people will accuse me of being biased. That's fine. I will put EDC against any GM in the league. Any. Even Jerry Jones? I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Let like, EDC cook. EDC, EDC head-to-head with any GM in the league. I'm sure you can make an argument for another one over him. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, you can put EDC head to head with any GM in the league. Outside of outside He's, of Brett Beach, who who do you have a legitimate argument for? I'm, right. I'm saying he he is yeah. a top two to three. You could probably say John Lynch is up there too. But again, no no wins, no no Super Bowl wins. So right, you're, right. You're but I'm saying yeah, he missed really point. early and traded up a fuck ton. Compensation. Yeah, for Trey Lance. Lance. You don't you don't have a Ooh, Trey Lance. No. Yeah. EDC right. has not had EDC has not taken as many wild swings as some other GMs. Right. But that means he also doesn't have the massive misses. So no. so no, EDC is a top two to three GM in this league. Yeah. Period. He just is. He does his job at a very high level. So I trust him. So you know, it is what it is. Actually, I wanted to get back to a point Grant made last week. Um, and EDC not, we trust. Yes. Yeah. I mean, people 100%. used to say that. People used to say that as like that. a joke to be sarcastic, but that's like actually how you should feel. Hundred percent. And people and they said it because we really felt that way about Ozzy. But 
we should feel the exact same way we felt about Ozzy about EDC. He I think was, you should feel better he, about EDC than you well, felt about that, Ozzy. EDC was Ozzy's understudy for so long. Yeah, and and, and 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 let me say another thing too, right? People gotta stop trying criticizing EDC for his draft picks, acting like Ozzy ain't had some bad draft picks too. <laughs> Hello? People EDC also like to, people criticize EDC for his draft pick like two games into their first season. It's crazy. And like they the only bad they were draft EDC has had is 2019. Right. But and they but they were criticizing his 2020 draft during 2020 season, the COVID season, 20 during the 2021 season. And then by the time we get to this past season, that 2020 draft is like one of the best drafts we've seen uh, in a while. In a long time, and 2018 yeah. was an awesome draft. I mean, one of the greatest drafts. 2020 is right there with it. A yeah. really good draft. I I think we have gotten to the point where if the Ravens make a move, you should just accept it's the right move, play, right. player personnel wise. Yes. Like, you know, at, at some point we were questioning everything they did. No, that was fair because things weren't working out. But now it's it's the opposite. Like things have always seemed to work out. I mean, if we're looking at, like, misses that EUC has had, I think you have to put Yannick Ngakwe and Earl Thomas in, like, the top three. And neither one of those was really a horrible move at the time. Well, and Yannick, I don't think, was an EDC no, miss. I, I think, it, And so did I, and I think it was more he of a – didn't work out. It was, I yeah. think it was a scheme issue, and it was a, a wink problem more than an EDC miss. Yeah, you, you brought a guy Correct. in who you, – you brought a guy in who filled a need – that didn't fit your scheme, um, uh, and or you know, it was again, he was it was just used wrong in the scheme, right? And it was a it was a trade situation. It wasn't like a free agent thing where you can go grab anybody. Like that was the guy that you could get for the price you wanted to pay. I think Yannick, if we if, if he were to come here right now, would be would, would be much better. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just about to say, like, if he would have been there the last two years of Mike McDonald, like he would have been the Yannick we thought we got. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he would have had like 12 sacks a year. And again, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, was, Earl Thomas was great on the field. Earl Thomas didn't fit the locker room. That right. was the biggest issue with him. Well, and and uh, unfortunately for him, the lasting memory of him is him getting ragdolled by Derrick Henry. Yeah, and you know, that's a bad visual. How many guys have been ragdolled by Derrick Henry over their right. career? Like, but if we're being honest, it's, like, it's, it's not. And it's the combination of many. him getting ragdolled him getting ragdolled in that game, which was a coaching loss, not a player loss, but him yeah. getting ragdolled in that game. And then the next thing that happened was him getting held at gunpoint after uh, Eiffel towering some chick with his brother. Yeah, it was just a bad sequence of events for all Thomas. And fine, like you can call that a failure. I'm, I'm OK with that. But I mean, that's like literally what we're talking about. It's like two moves that. You know, Earl Thomas during twenty. Earl, Earl Thomas is a huge part of twenty nineteen. Yeah, like we're probably not as good if Earl Thomas is not. I have team. his jersey in my closet. Same. Um, I bought his jersey the day he, we he, the day we we, we traded Bart. for him. What, what color? What Sign color him. you got? What color got jersey black. you got? I got black. I got black. Oh, I got all black ones too. I got my shit signed too. Oh, Actually, you know what? Baby. I think I've. I may have, I may have purple. I, I bro, I waited at like almost one o'clock out there. I said, "Bro, I'm getting this jersey signed." And then mine's in the back hey, of the closet. 
He was fucking good. Like, you know, it, it just it didn't, yeah, it didn't he was, work. He, he was, I mean, he was good. You know yeah, what? Right. It just if, we, if we want to, if we want to, actually, you know what? If we want to trace this back, Derrick Henry may, it's like, it's, if you want to go back to the, like the origin story of, of Antonio Brown becoming a fucking crazy person. Oh, it's Fontes Perfect. Fontes Perfect. Derrick yeah. Henry may have actually caused Earl Thomas to, to become no, he was, unhinged. He was always he was always unhinged. But like really his like leg, his look, leg was his leg was in shambles and he felt the need yeah, to no. But know, really uh, loosen the screw. Really loosen the, the really loosen the screw all the way because after that then he might have been the nail in the coffin, but the, he was already down that slope. But, he was but, already on his way but down. But after that happened, then he went to training camp. He got into a punch truck Clark. Yeah, punched Chuck Clark, got kicked off the team. Eiffel Towered the chick, got held at gunpoint because his wife found. You have the timing. You have the timing wrong on that, but that's fine. That was first, and then he punched Chuck Clark. The fuck house thing happened before training camp. Yeah, that happened in the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happened Shit. in like it was in, the in like March. Oh yeah, like because that. they figured that out that that he didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just initially it was like a, a kind of like a St. Flowers thing of like it was uh, police came to this, you know, address and Earl Thomas was involved. And then the story came out that, you know, she traced his location to an Airbnb and held him at gunpoint because him and his brother were sleeping with like three women at the same time in the same bed. Um, yeah, well, and then it was just it's a classic Willy Wonka situation. Yeah. And then he came sure. to camp. Charlie Buckets. Punch, punch Chuck Clark for not knowing coverage assignments, which again, <laughs> he was not wrong. He was not wrong. Chuck Clark did not know how to align the coverage. So yeah, but that's like how a fan would react, not his teammate. And actually if we want to in get training camp. They they cut him because he posted practice highlights. That was their final straw. Yeah. That but that yeah. was that was like they prob they probably like like you know what? We were talking about Chad Steele earlier. He may have posted the highlights. Well, so they had have been um, like a Gestapo move by Chad Steele. Well, so allegedly he punched Chuck Clark. They sent him home. They had some veterans council meeting and decided they didn't want him on the team anymore. And during that meeting, Earl Thomas had posted clips saying, like, mm-hmm. I got to be better here. But you know, you know who was a part of the council? Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. 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 And Mar- Marlon and Earl would never have gotten along. They're not the same kind of guy. He's not yeah, a, Marlon you know, made that man take his jersey number, man. Yeah, I mean, that was a good that was a classy move by Marlon giving up 29 there. And you can't you can't hit on that. But Marlon's no Richard Sherman. Um, you know, if Marlon had a couple DUIs, then maybe Earl would have been better friends with him. Mm. Seems like that's the kind of guy that uh Earl Thomas likes is somebody who drives drunk four times. But, now I'm just gonna say that the theory I just floated. The fact that, that got tw- that that got posted during that meeting <laughs> could be chad i don't know hmm? chad chad if you're if you're listening to this because i feel like he probably does i feel like chad no, i think it was like, earl because earl already know it was rumors going around that he was going to get cut yeah i'm sure and he earl. tried to post he, a video to try to explain his side like what happened yeah i'm sure it was earl but uh, i like the uh chad steel conspiracy theories this time yeah I remember, I remember that day we signed Earl Thomas. I said, oh, shit, Earl Thomas. I was excited. Uh, uh, Mark Ingram. And who else? It was somebody else, too. It was Mark Ingram. Giad Ward. 
That was not the guy. Yeah, Jahadi Wood. Yeah, that's my guy right there, Jahadi Wood. He's going to go to Seattle too, isn't he? And it's crazy. Everybody that played, that that was a great player for the Ravens, as soon as they leave, they just straight, boom. Well, I ain't going to say great, but it was like a decent player. Like, yeah, even Matt Judon. Like, look at Matt Judon. Yeah, and Darius sure. Smith. If, yep. if we want to, if we want to be real, Matt about Judon still doesn't. Sh- he still doesn't show up when the Pats need him to. Yeah, Matt He's Judon. Like, doesn't I'm, show I'm gonna up get 15 sacks. Exactly. But they're all gonna be before December first. And- yeah, but I'm saying, well, like in a Mike McDonald defense, he would have been able to, like you know, play his role. You see what I'm saying? But I he would have like had 15 been- or 16 sacks, and then he would have disappeared against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Darius Smith is the one you want to talk about for that. I I get what you're saying, but. I'm yeah, but he's a bitch. That dude. He Darius a bitch. was a bitch. That, that too. Yeah. Why, why, why he a bitch? Back dude? the fuck out. Because, because he was because like, he, oh yeah, I'm going to sign agreed, this deal. He agreed to a contract with us and then he I'm not up. going to. Yeah. Bitch ass. That, that is some bitch shit. Bitch yep. ass move. Bitch ass move. Bitch. Then he went to the Browns at that. Yeah. Yep. The yep. doo-doo yep. ass doo-doo Browns. I ain't going to lie. I do feel like that was disrespectful though. No, he went to the Vikings, re- asked for his release, then went to the Browns. Yep. And, that, and that's hey, how he signed got that contract with the Vikings because it was so much better than ours, apparently. And then was like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go to Cleveland. Now have fun in Cleveland, Sedaris. Loser. He had a chance. He had a chance he's to write his own. He's a free agent against this year, isn't he? Yep. No he's problem. Only, yep. It was only a one year deal. No, I, I'm with you, but yeah. He probably go to Seattle. Snake. Yep. Snake. I'll go to Seattle. Yeah, he's Snake. He's still my snake guy, though, but he's Snake. <laughs> what the fuck? He, he's my Bruh. guy, Snake. Bitch. <laughs> get your man, uh, Jadavis, to come back. That's that's who we need. Trippy, you need to get in Clowney's yep. here. Yeah. I he love Clowney. I love Clowney. Trippy, I'm, I'm, I'm assigning you homework for in honor of episode 100. I need you to call Jadavian Clowney 100 times this week and get him to resign. Man, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I might do something. Start retweeting his ass. Maybe I should start something more on uh, Instagram. Post a picture. Maybe you go. Say, to... Maybe you go. Twenty five Instagram DMs, twenty five Twitter DMs, twenty five text messages, and twenty five calls. So that yeah, adds up to hundred. Then I'm gonna post a. I'm gonna post a picture with me and him and be like, "Yo, everybody tag him so we can uh try to get him come back." <laughs> I'm in. The, fr- I'm the in. first time, the first time I I started the the Jadavian to. To Baltimore noise was five years ago. Same, we we all did it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was he was in Seattle, I think, at the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Grant and I were fucking screwed before before you ever even came on. Grant and I were screaming for Clowney and Odell. Well, this was, the five years ago was way before any of that. It was we, we yeah yeah we, none of us knew each other. I'm just saying time, that but... that that one the, like since we've known each other, those are the two guys that we have all all three of us have been like yes, let's fucking get at them. my work at my work at the time. There was one other Ravens fan, and I at the I would like secretly be on Twitter and I'd be like monitoring what was going on, and I saw mm-hmm. that the Ravens were interested in Jadavian Clowney around the trade deadline. 2019 season and i was like you know like sending emails to him on the like company emails like a fucking idiot and yeah so i was remember the old school big clowny to the ravens guy in 2019 the the old school clowny jersey swap which was pernell mcphee's body with somebody put (laughs) clowny's head on it 
that was that was great. Those were <laughs> those were the fucking days of Twitter. That was hilarious. Uh, just like totally wrong build, like looked nothing like Clowny other than in the head. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, oh, good times. We're just gonna find a black guy with uh, with dreads and put. Uh, with, different with black guy with and yeah. it was anywhere's number 90 and that's what Claudia <laughs> yeah. was wearing at that point yeah. too so it was just like it was perfect it, it worked oh um yeah i need to um i need to address something grant said that i somewhat disagreed with last week that might actually turn out to be right so grant put saquon ahead of derrick henry on his list um i would say that a lot of the early contract contract projections that come out tend to actually be pretty close to right and so they're talking about three and thirty-six for Saquon and two and twenty for Derrick Henry. At those prices, I think Saquon's the better move for us. Um yeah. you know, money wise. Yeah, the like, explosion. Well, and money wise, they're really not that far off. You know, you're talking about wow. ten million dollars a year versus twelve million dollars a year. Like I was thinking Saquon would be getting in like the fifteen million dollar year range, which is kind of why I was like, eh, yeah, you know, I take I take I take Henry for a little bit less. But if they're truly that close financially, like bring me Saquon any day of the week. I, I, I oh, guess yeah. it depends on the the guaranteed money, how it reflects against the cap. I know yeah. those on those projections that Derrick Henry's guarantees are thirteen. Yeah, no, um, I saw Saquon was like nineteen or twenty in that okay. ballpark. So. And that bad. still works out. Still works out to pretty close same AAV. Yeah, like, I, guess, I mean, and, and we know that. I'm just man. I just would love to see him and Lamar in a backfield together. Me too. I mean, that would just be like. I, Sa- not, I don't Sa- say- Saquon is my personal favorite uh, free agent running back because he's dynamic. Yeah. I just never thought that he was a possibility, money wise. Because I just thought that no matter what, like he he is the better player than Derrick Henry right now. But Derrick Henry, I thought was going to be a much cheaper deal, like like val- dollar value you know, that you were going to get more out of Henry for the money that you were paying that, him. But, but that projected value, that projected value number. It ends okay. up being pretty close, to be honest. Well, but it, hold it, on. It, but what I'm what I'm about to say is not what you think I'm saying. Projected right. value number, us, what we just, we just gave, uh, you know, we basically just sucked EDC's dick for fucking five minutes. EDC is not going to pay the projected value number. He's not. EDC is well, very, very good with the, the, the only exception to this rule so far is Lamar got basically exact market value, like dead on market value. And she's undervaluing Lamar. So that's yeah, um, exactly. And uh, before that Odell got over market value. And the reason he got it was to move along the Lamar contract. Well, and he got over market value cash wise because he got under market value cap hit wise. So there right. was, there was that trade off there. I think that regardless, I think the framework of a Saquon Barkley deal is that you're going to have to pay him $20 million guaranteed over three years versus $13 million guaranteed over two years yeah. for Derrick Henry. And so to me, I think Saquon makes more sense at that, at that, at those dollar amounts. I also think that honestly, okay, what Saquon and what Derrick Henry can both do at the core of what they do and what we need them to do isn't that much different. I think Saquon does more. So right. So I, do, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So what I'm saying is what. So like in short yardage, I don't see them being much different. Like no. 
Okay. So uh, with, but, yeah, with our scheme and line. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like Saquon can do every single thing that Gus Edwards can do right now. Yeah. And every that, single thing that Keaton Mitchell could do and every single thing that exactly. You know, so Saquon, Saquon, like if you, like all these people were talking about, Oh, the Ravens should go to a, a three down back, a bell cow, whoever Saquon is that guy, but we also have Keaton Mitchell. So like we, that's the best of both worlds. Well, yeah. Well, and that's the best part about it is, is they're both dynamic in their own ways. And like, like, Saquon legitimately can line up as a slot receiver. Exactly. I like, was going to say the same thing. He's like, he's a legitimate like, wide receiver too. Could you but imagine? You have to ask him to, like, and this is going to sound contradicting, but like he does so much. But when you have a guy like Keaton, that's a young explosive guy, you know, I think he's going to come back fine from his knee injury. Like the yeah, way same. doctors and medicine is now like, but like you have two guys. Yeah. The feature Saquon but you don't have to overwork him. You don't. In, like, say but, the Giants. And, the Giants and you can have them both on the, Yeah, and you can have them both on the field at the same time. Saquon has wide receiver hands, which is way different than having a wide receiver or a running back who can catch the ball. Yeah, way different. Saquon yeah. has – has he could play wide receiver, period. He just can. He's just not as big. He's not as tall. So I, I would just like to say, I guess, on the record, if the money is what it's being reported – and that's anything near actual facts, like Saquon is the is the choice. The, I think that far we can away, agree. far and away. Yeah. That like if, if we're only talking, no if we're only, yeah, if we're only talking a two million dollar gap on an AAV, like that's a, that's a no brainer to me. I yeah. was thinking, you know, I was thinking we're looking at like a five six million dollar gap there. Then I yes. think Derrick Henry becomes your better option. But well, and and you and remember there was that clip from and uh, the only reason we all saw it. You know, like Grant, I know, is a weirdo who watches network television and tunes into <laughs> ESPN while he vacuums and shit. But um, we saw the clip that was floating around right, right where I forget who it was, but they said a person in the Ravens organization said to them, imagine Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley in the same backfield. Right. So, like, that's a conversation going on in. Um, yeah, I, in the I think that I think everybody in the Ravens building must look at Saquon Barkley and be like, this is a fucking pipe dream scenario. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, he, he is a better version of Ray Rice all around. And that was our last time we went over. Super He's Bowl. also, so, you know who, you know what he is? He is JK Dobbins, but like, but like good at football and but, not a pussy. But yeah, he's JK Dobbins, but like the Mario, uh, when he like gets the flower power, he's like the better, yeah, like power, bigger, better version, version of JK Dobbins. Yeah, he's J.K. Dobbins who works out in the gym rather than works his fingers out on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second, let's also remember this. Also, yeah, also remember this. EDC, big Penn State guy. True. I like yes. the connection. Um, and I was going to uh, say as far as like the free agents, it wouldn't, as far as scheme-wise, Saquon fit the offensive scheme better than Derrick Henry? Hundred percent. Munkins, yes. Munkins, yes. Yes, definitely. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I, I think before it came down to, I think Derrick Henry was assumed to be more attainable, and it does. It, they're both attainable now. I guess is the point. Is I think that nobody really thought that Saquon would be realistically attainable, but he he seems to be in that range now. So fucking. Well, that, you know, remember uh, during the season last year, the Giants, they were sort of like on the edge of playoff uh, eligibility. Yeah. Like, it was weird. I mean, they're, they're, the we, eight, got, 
NFC East was in a weird spot. Like it, it was strange. It was more the NFC wildcard that there was nobody yeah, really. Exactly. You know, right. It was and all like, like 500 ish teams. And remember like in the middle of the season where, um, what's his name? Um, Danny dimes. What's his, what's, what's his real Daniel name? Jones, Daniel Jones, like his neck injury, like resolved itself and he got, hurt some other way and then they had that fucking weird italian guy who was going to pizza parlors and shit tommy Dude. devito tommy, tommy DeVito. devito yeah uh um, incidentally the make the fucking joe pesci's character in goodfellas tommy devito yes. <laughs> yeah yeah so um they i think that they were considering trading uh barkley at one point and then they pulled him back off the trade block so because i thought they were in in contention yeah but the Ravens were trying to trade for basically all the running backs. They had two deals in place for two running backs yeah. and got screwed by, you know, just weird ass circumstances. So, yeah. So if Barkley was on the block, they would have been in on Barkley too. Yeah. And I mean, that one might've worked out because, you know, they didn't yeah. like fire the GM or have yeah. a crazy, you know, menopause owner that pulled the <laughs> offer back. So, you know, <laughs> Just that's a new new uh segment of society that we've offended, but I'm sure we we don't have anyone in that uh group of people who listen. So it doesn't I mean, matter. If, if we're being honest, like <laughs> I don't know any other reason why that would have happened. So I'm just I'm going on the publicly available fact. She's of that age and she pulled the offer back because Will Levis threw three touchdown passes in the game. And so, so something happened. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but that deal was in place and it didn't happen because she said no. And then the other deal for Jacobs didn't happen because everybody got fired and nobody was picking up the phone. So. Everyone went, went home. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, like, I wonder how many times you see called the number that was, you know, for the former GM of the Raiders at that point being like, dude, you said we had a deal. Like what the fuck, man. And then he's like, he's like nah, man, I'm a happy hour. Whatever it is. Well, allegedly, like if you look at how that went down, that supposedly happened at like 10 o'clock at night and it didn't get reported till like eight o'clock the next morning. And I guarantee you see strikes me as the kind of guy who, when something's on the, you know, back burner there, doesn't sleep. So he's probably oh, up no. all night, like refreshing his phone, like, dude, what the fuck? This yeah. guy said we had a deal. And then, you know, he's not picking up phone calls. Like nobody's returning their calls. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, they're all fired. Like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. In the morning, it's uh, EDC's desk has like, 72 cups of empty ice uh, ice coffees from Duncan on it. Yeah, yeah, it's just all uh, Duncan ice coffees pacing around his office. And then, <laughs> you, you know, know how we were up. talking about uh Chad Steele being the mob guy? Yeah. He's yeah. the enforcer while EDC is the mob boss. Yeah, he's the um, yeah. Don Corleone of the Ravens. Will, Will doesn't understand have- that. Will doesn't understand that reference, but everybody else will, so it's funny. Yeah, it's because it's argued it's the greatest original and sequel movies ever. Can't go trilogy because Godfather Part Three is kind of meh. One great honest. line from Godfather Part Three, but other than that, yes. Well, I think I'm out to pull me back in, or watch what I Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I mean, just the whole you know fucking Joe Montana shooting up a you know mob boss meeting with a helicopter was just you can't really it, it kind of ruined the whole movie but yeah or you uh, know they, michael gets you, michael kills fredo and then has like a mental breakdown about it you know like 25 years later it just doesn't really make sense yeah not nah, really doesn't the downfall but, arc was what it was for the yeah. two so anywho 
that's going to do it for this week's installment. We've done a hundred fucking episodes with various different lineups, people in various different roles. Here's uh, Brennan, more, Brennan, hold on. Before Jake, on. before Jake does his dumb shit, um, plug, plug your podcast. Fuck off, bitch. Uh, the... The podcast around the flock is uh, nonchalantly on a hiatus. Well, yeah, I assume because you weren't consuming football, but I'm sure it'll be back, right? Yeah, uh, whenever I get back on track with uh, wanting to consume football and hopefully work doesn't get or burn me out as well, uh, catch us at around the block to watch around the flock. Uh, me and my cohort TD Hunter. We're yeah. we're not fans of his. No, don't talk to him. Don't talk about him. Fuck him. Don't talk about him. When you guys do go support around the flock, just make sure you leave anti-white pants and pro-Brandon comments. And, yeah. and we're good to go. I can dig that. I, I only support it. Brandon. I don't support his partner. Fuck him. And until he, until he disavows white pants, we can't. We can't support him here. Listen, we've right. discussed this on the podcast. We're not sure if you guys caught the episodes where we talked about it, but TD is down for whatever wins. That's right, not what he said to me. That's, that's not the, what he said to me. Not, the problem is, is it's not an outright disavowing of white pants. He just he is not going to disavow. He, the issue that I'm running into is he's not going to disavow it. But he is going to be on the side of whatever wins. Okay, hold on. Right, but like everybody, gonna, you have to carry this message back to him. He has to disavow black jerseys and white pants. Yeah, we'll start small. I will jerseys, do my best because is like... he is currently on a social or uh, Twitter hiatus. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I would be on a Twitter hiatus too if I thought white white was a great jersey combo. So I could get it. No, but I've upgraded white white to to neutral neutral status. Yeah, yeah but I mean, didn't they they won in white white on which primetime game was it? They they won they won twice. Yeah, yeah well, one have. of them was against the Cardinals, wasn't it? Christmas, it was well, Christmas, Christmas. Yep. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas so they, was the real. They're at the five hundred. They're at five hundred with Lamar. They're at neutral status, so it's it's a yellow light. They're at neutral status, so you know. I'm giving him. I, I'm not benefit of the doubt. I'm nonplussed. Yeah. I'm so just if you can get him to at some point disavow black jerseys, white pants, I think uh-huh. that'll be a great, great black step. Black jerseys, white my... pants are. Yeah. Right. Point three I'll, three. I'll one pass along. That's right. Anywho. Yeah. Hey, Trippy. That's gonna do. Hold on. Hey, hold on, Jake. <laughs> trippy. Trippy. Yeah. You have to die with Jake. Yeah, you uh, go ahead. Jake, Jake can do it by himself. Right. No. You got to die that, with that's him. That's right. No, fuck no, off. That's going to do it for this week's installment. We'll be back next week. Another 100 episodes, 200 <laughs> episodes, 300 episodes. However many fucking episodes discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, <laughs> the OG is back. It's time for me to die. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> The, tri- the tripping one coming in at the zone. Zone thirty-two. All I wanted was I, see. It's episode one hundred, but you need two deaths. Two deaths. And we have to do one of. We have to do one on one. A death duet. Yeah, yeah died like my parlay today, man. <laughs> <laughs>